0: Well, good morning, morning. or like we say, aloha. It's always good to be here at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and it's good to see so many familiar faces once again. I think we were here not too long ago, like last summer, and so um, it's nice when we get back here. My wife is not with me. She's in Arizona with some family, and then my kids are by themselves, so pray that they don't burn the house down while we're gone. Um, but it's always a blessing. We had a great time yesterday at the Workers' Clinic. Um, thank you for coming out. Appreciate all the workers here at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes, and, um, and so um, I thank you for that. It's obviously uh, something that you're doing for the Lord, but it's also a great investment in the lives of people. And my life has been impacted by, by your service, so thank you for that. Uh, Our church on the Big Island is finally kind of rebounding uh, ever since last year with kind of the COVID thing dying out, people kind of going back to church once again, and the last, boy, the last month and a half, we've been upwards of about 100 people, so we're thankful for that. A lot of our visitors are sticking around, and uh, we're we're grateful, Um, seeing some people get helped. And a variety of different people coming out of the woodwork, just looking for some answers. You know, we live in an exciting time. A time when people are looking for some answers, looking for some hope. As the world gets darker, um, boy, we've got the light. Praise the Lord. Amen? And it's easier to shine when it gets darker. And so I just pray that you'd have the courage to do what God has called you to do. And so, anyway, let's go ahead and take our Bibles this morning. Turn over to John chapter number 17. John 17. So we look at this passage this is kind of more of an introduction to the uh to the message we're going to eventually get over here to second corinthians chapter number four but as as we approach this brand new year 2023 uh, last year kind of recoiling from that whole covid thing and wearing the mask and why it was it was it was uh a real pain and uh It affected our churches, it affected our fellowship and all that, and I'm so grateful to be done with that, praise the Lord. But I don't think that's the end of our challenges that we have in front of us. And so as we look at 2023, uh, this is my prayer for you this morning, and that is that Christ would be more glorified and lifted up in your life than anything else, that it'd be less of you and more of Him in 2023. And um, I know that's what I'm shooting for. I, I, I'm tired of people seeing Spencer Baker. I want them to see more of Christ in me. They need to see that. We say in Colossians chapter number 127 that he is uh, uh, the hope of glory. It says, to whom God hath made known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you believe that this morning? And if he truly is our hope and he is this world's hope, boy, the world needs to see that in us. I'm all for preaching the gospel. I'm all for witnessing. But I'll tell you what, there needs to be a life that demonstrates Christ to this world. And it's so easy to represent ourselves rather than Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so what we're going to look at here in, in a moment is that very fact. Now in John chapter number 17, if you look at verse number 11, it says, Now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they, be, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast given me, I have kept and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And obviously, speaking of Judas Iscariot there. Verse 13 And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy, my joy. Fulfilled in themselves. Jesus is about ready to leave. He's about ready to go to heaven. And he's saying these last words before his departure. Verse number 14. I have given them thy word. And the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. That could be said of us this morning. Amen? Verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. We thought maybe 2022, we're out of here, but here we are, 2023, still here. Amen? So obviously God's still got some things for us to do. He has not taken us out of this world. It says, but that thou shouldest keep them from what? The evil. Don't get caught up in it. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And finally, verse number 18: As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Amen. He's left us here, 2023. He reminds us that this is not our home, but it, while we're here, he's sending us out into the world to make a difference. And part of that process is the sanctification through the Word of God. He's left us His Word. And so this morning I'm going to bring some things hopefully out of the Word of God that will encourage you in this upcoming year to take advantage of the opportunities but also ultimately to represent Jesus Christ to this world that is in desperate need of some hope. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we're grateful for the opportunity to be able to come and to sing praises to You. You are worthy of our singing, of our time this morning. We pray that through this singing and the time that we have this morning, that our hearts and our minds would be lifted up to heaven, that we would get them out of the, the chaos and the, the confusion and the responsibilities just for a moment this morning of this world and, and just to focus on those things which are eternal, those things that are valuable. And so, Lord, help me as I present uh, the truths that you've put on my heart for these folks and I pray that they would be encouraged, that they would, um, Father, see the importance of representing you to this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This message this morning is primarily for Christians, that is, those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you've done that this morning, it's the greatest decision you've ever made, if if I can be so blunt as to say, I've made a lot of mistakes and a lot of decisions in my life, but the best decision I've ever made is trusting Jesus as my Savior. If you're here this morning, you've never done that. You've never done uh, putting your faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation. We'd encourage you to do that. It doesn't make you a Baptist. Amen? It doesn't necessarily make you a better person right away. Amen? Uh, but it changes your relationship with God. It takes you from being an enemy of God, where the wrath of God abides upon you, to a friend of God, a child of God, where you have sweet communion with the Spirit of God. What a wonderful thing that is, and I I hope that if you've never done that, you would do that. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in, in a moment. But this message this morning is primarily for Christians, because truly, Christians are the ones that represent Jesus Christ to this world. We can't expect that from those that are lost. Not only do they not know God, but most oftentimes they despise and hate the things of God. We see that in our culture, a falling away from the Word of God. And so this morning, I'm going to give you some things that hopefully will help you represent Him more and more in this upcoming year. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And in this passage of, of Scripture here, there are three areas, three areas of our life where We can represent the Lord a little bit more. You know, the body of Christ is a representation of Christ. We are to represent. We are His arms, His feet. We are His mouth to this world. I think sometimes we forget that. Do you realize that most people will not be opening up a Bible this week to seek out God? They're going to be looking for people to represent the Lord in their life. And you and I are going to have that opportunity in this upcoming year, to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and what a, what a what a great responsibility, to be an ambassador, uh, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, bringing this world to the Lord Jesus Christ. in In Second Corinthians chapter number four, uh, the first thing that we're going to look at here is in this area of speech. In Second Corinthians chapter number four, we're going to look here at verses, um. 14, or let's look at verses four through number seven, four through verse number seven. And it says, "In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not what ourselves. This morning, this is not about Spencer Baker, it's not about Church of Valley Baptist Church. It's not about any particular man or woman. This is about Jesus Christ. We preach Him. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our lights to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What a great responsibility you and I have to represent the Lord through our speech. The other day I heard a man talking about Jesus all through his conversation. And it wasn't in a good, good way. He was saying Jesus Christ this and Jesus Christ this profaning the name of christ and that's how most people in this world hear the name of jesus and they need to be reminded that there is a god and his name is jesus christ and that he loved them and he died on the cross for them christ needs to be exalted in our speech he needs to be proclaimed on the mountaintops he needs to be proclaimed in the workplaces in the homes christ needs to be magnified in our speech it's so easy to talk about everything else. Isn't it amazing that we can have a conversation with guys at work or in sporting activities or whatever the case may be, we can talk about anything. We can talk about whether or not Bogus has got the snow up on the top to be able to make some nice runs tomorrow if there's powder up there. We can talk about uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Amen. We can talk about work and we can talk about cars. And we can talk about anything. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, it seems like there's this hesitation and there's a reason for that because the name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus is above all names. People don't profane the name of Buddha or Joseph Smith or of Mary, but there's something significant about Jesus Christ. And you could be talking to that cashier and checking out and giving her the money and then all of a sudden you pull out a gospel track and say, hey, this is a message about Jesus Christ, and all of a sudden, the atmosphere changes. And all of a sudden, that once very kind and, and friendly cat, she or she is all, or he's all. Why did you have to bring that name into this conversation? But listen, we've been given a chance, and we've been given an opportunity to proclaim the name of Christ, to be that light out of darkness, and to preach Him amongst so many people that need hope in this world. And I play several different sports, and one of them is pickleball, and um, one of the better players down there, so people want to play with you, and they've got questions about different techniques, and so it's so easy to converse, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I have not always been as bold as I want to be, praying for those open opportunities, you know, they're really thin, they're really, they're like, you know, those opportunities that we're praying for, they're like slim to none, sometimes you just got to be bold, amen, you just got to start bringing it up. Say, hey friend, I love you and, and, and I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want you to think badly, but let me tell you, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say this, but I love you and so I've got to tell you about Jesus Christ. I've got so many friends over there that are my age, maybe even a little bit older. They're going through marriage problems or financial problems. And and they're talking about how to resolve all these things. But really at the heart of everybody's issue is the need to know Christ as their Savior. And they need to know that. And we're willing to talk about everything but that. Maybe this year, 2023, may, may Christ be promoted in our speech. May we speak of Him more than us. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 19 verse 14, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Look at Philippians chapter number 1, if you would, Philippians chapter number 1. I want Christ to be magnified more this year in my speech. I I want my kids to hear more about Christ. I want my wife to hear more about Christ christ in my speech i want people in this world to hear more about christ sean Holes is a friend of mine you know sean he's up in montana right now he prayed with me this morning and and asked the lord would bless this time that we have together and i I love that man he's it's exciting amen he rubs off on me a little bit hopefully i rub off on him a little bit we we sharpen each other and he talks about he's got this saying i just want to make jesus famous amen Amen. What a good thing to think about. Making him known. Philippians chapter number 1. Philippians chapter number 1. Look at verse number 27. Philippians 1, 27. Only let your conversation as it becometh the gospel of Christ. And whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stay That ye stand fast in one spirit and one mind, striving together for what? The faith of the gospel. Amen? Isn't it encouraging when you hear a conversation of somebody else and they're magnifying the name of Jesus Christ? Listen, not only does the world need to hear that, but I'll tell you what, we get encouraged when we hear other brothers and sisters in Christ speak of Jesus Christ. I love it when I see people in, in a restaurant, you know, holding hands and praying or just Bound their heads in prayer. That encourages me. That encourages me. We can encourage one another as we proclaim the name of Christ. Look at Ephesians. Just to the left there a little bit. Ephesians chapter number 4. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. A preacher and I were talking about this the other day. The only striving amongst Christians should be for the faith of the gospel. Amen. (laughs) We tend to strive about everything else. Ephesians chapter number 4. Look at verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may may minister grace unto the hearers. The Bible says in Psalms 34, verse number 3, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Amen? God's been good. He saved us. He placed us here for just this moment, this time. He's blessed us. He's given us His Spirit to guide us and to to direct us. And What a sweet fellowship that we have with the Spirit of God. Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of God this morning? You know, nobody understands you like the Spirit of God. What a gift it is that He left us that comforter. Not only should our speech magnify and glorify the name of Jesus, but also let our life reflect the person of Jesus Christ. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 again. Back at our, in our, our, uh, the context of what we're studying this morning, 2 Corinthians 4. Look at verses 10 through 12 with me. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 10 through 12. Also bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus... That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Why? That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in this mortal flesh. So then death worketh in me, but life in you. The idea is that it needs to be more of Christ and less of me. I need to die to self that Christ might work through me and live through me. And the only way to reflect the person of Jesus Christ is to allow him to live through you day by day as you die to self. That's a tough thing to do. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse number 8, so that they, then that, that, so then they that are in the flesh, cannot please God. Years ago, it must have been around oh, twenty twenty, I don't, I don't know twenty twenty five or uh, two thousand five, something like that. I had just gotten back from preaching a summer camp here at Church of Valley Baptist Church. Some summer camp. I'm not sure if it was. The Starners or the Dodies, I can't remember because it was back a ways. But we had these themes of special forces. Was that you guys? We had the Navy SEALs, Delta Force, Rangers, I forgot what the other ones were. Anyway, my group were the Navy SEALs, of course. As a young man, you kind of think about whether or not, if God had not called you into the ministry... If you in fact could have done what you've dreamt about. For me, that was in uh, being in some type of elite force like that, just stretching myself to my absolute maximum. So, anyway, with our camp, everybody gets t shirts. Well, of course, I was the Navy SEAL. I had, the, I had a Navy shirt on with Navy SEAL on the front. I go back to Bismarck, North Dakota, there's a man in our church that was hired to liquidate a furniture store and he says pastor come on in i can get you a really good deal on a recliner so i go in and i've got my navy seal shirt on from camp and i'm browsing all these chairs and one of the sales reps comes up he's just like looking at me he has not even said anything yet and then he looks at my shirt and looks at me he looks at my shirt looks at me and he says hey Were you a Navy SEAL? And for a moment there... (laughs) Yep. Just for a week at summer camp. It is so easy to identify with anything other than Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That flesh of ours and this world is so accepting of so many occupations and so many interests. But when you narrow it down, I'm a child of God. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am saved. And you represent that to this world. It is not always accepted in, in the same manner as a Navy SEAL. This year, 2023, may the Lord be represented more in my life as I die to self and allow Christ to work through me. They need to see Christ in me. Not a great pickleball player, golfer, skier, entrepreneur, realtor, whatever. They need to see Christ in us. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing at the end of 2023? You can truly say, Christ was represented in my life above all things. People seen Christ in me. Take your Bibles if you would look over here at Colossians chapter number 3. Colossians 3. In order for that to happen, for me, some things have got to be put off in order for some things to be put on. It says here in verse number 8, Colossians 3 verse 8 but now ye also put off these anger, You want Christ to be represented in your life this year? Maybe you need to put off some anger. Amen? Are you angry? Are you bitter? You got some things building up inside that need to be dealt with? Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him That created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Ooh, here's one that's tough. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Honestly, a group this size, we're dealing with these things right here. You're dealing with these things. And we want Christ to be represented in us. We've got to put off some things in order to put on some things. It goes on to say here in verse number 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, he gives you that wonderful example, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Boy, those are some difficult things. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye what? Thankful. Thankful. This morning, I know people give me a hard time because we live in a, in a, in a place where it's always nice, the weather. You come to Idaho, it must be freezing. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, there's, I got up this morning, it was brisk, baby. And I love that. In small increments. But I love that. We, listen, we have so many things to be thankful for this morning. I was upstairs in one of the classes, and maybe they're supposed to have food in there or not. I don't care. We had food. It was wonderful. And coffee. And someone was playing the piano. And someone brought a wonderful message. We have so much to be thankful for. Yeah, you can be grumpy all day long. You can talk about the balloons that are flying across America. How many more are coming, you know, and what are they seeing? Who cares? Who cares? We're Americans. We'll blow those things up whenever we want. We have so much to be thankful for. You know, two months ago I had a chance to go and preach in in Mexico for uh, Mitch Muller. And we preached in the city, but then we got a chance to go preach out in the country. And as we were inviting people to church, again, I was reminded of the living conditions of so many people around the world. It was a mud floor. It was grass on the sides. They had this beam that they ran across. There was like four of them, and they ran hammocks there. And that's where they slept, they ate, they did everything. And that's, that was their life. So we have, we have so much to be thankful for. So much to be thankful for. And when we talk about putting off some things, I'll tell you what, it's hard to glorify the Lord when we're grumpy and unthankful and we're bitter and we're complaining about the economy or we're complaining about America. Listen, the old ways are not coming back, but Jesus is. Amen. Amen. We're not getting back to the days prior to COVID and Prior to the 50s. I mean, listen, things have got to get worse before Christ comes back. Amen? You know that. You've read your Bible, right? You know, when the tribulation happens, it's not this flip of the switch and all of a sudden this world's crazy and in this uproar. No. There's got to be some things that lead up to that. And we're seeing some of those played out. And it's exciting. We know he's coming. So let's shine. Let's show Christ in our speech and in our life. Amen? Amen? Let's be hopeful. This world already knows things are crazy. They're lost and they know it. But man, they're looking for some answers. They need to see a difference in people's lives. And that's us, man. We're not perfect, but we're saved and we have hope. We're getting out of here someday. Amen? Romans chapter 6 verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve Sin and we want Christ to live out in our lives. There's some things we gotta relinquish, we gotta let go of, we gotta get right, we gotta get forgiven. Brothers and sisters need to get right. We <laughs> we gotta get some of these besetting sins dealt with. So when's the time to do that? Right now. Right now. Why? is that Christ might live through us, that they might see an accurate portrayal of who he truly is. And we're not talking about perfection. We're just talking about being real. We have struggles. But man, Christ has transformed us. We're new creatures, amen? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. And, and listen, people will notice the difference if you're living for him. You know, I, I roofed houses for a number of years. And I remember guys asking me if I was a Mormon. Why, do you, why would you ask me if I'm a Mormon? Well, because you haven't been swearing like everybody else. It doesn't take much to be different. At least they didn't hear me swearing that day, which was good. (laughs) John the Baptist says, He must increase and I must decrease. It's a challenge. I want Christ to be seen more in my life than any other thing. I want the characteristics of the Lord to be seen. To be betrayed or to be uh, shown. All right, look back over at 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. So in our speech, in our life, and then thirdly, the final thing this morning. We find this in our text in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verses 16 through 18. Letting the eyes of our faith and our affections be focused on the values of Christ in this upcoming year. I'll say that again. Let the eyes of faith and our affections be focused on the values of Christ. That we would see things the way that he sees them. That we'd have a love for the things that he loves. We live in a world, I mean, this is where we live and this is where we we do our business and this this is where we exist and we tend to be more temporal minded than we ought to be. We just think about the earthly. This is all we know. But the more we have the mind of Christ, the more we begin to see the things that are really, really valuable. They're truly worthwhile. The older we get, the more reflective we become on how we've spent our life. You know, John the Baptist, remember he sent his disciples back to the Lord? He's like, hey, go and ask him. 'Are are Are you the man? Are you? you the Messiah. Are you, are you the one that was prophesied to come? Here's John the Baptist, the one, the one that prepared the way for the Lord, the one that was prophesied to come. He baptized the Lord. He, he prepared the way for the Lord. And he was a great prophet, but he questioned some things along the way. And I'll tell you what, as, as we get older, we begin to reflect on our life. I'm turning 50 years old this year. Oh, man. That just hits me like a mm, 50. I'm a young 50, though. 50 is the new 30, I think. And even if I live to be 100 years old and the Lord has tarried, whatever, I hope not, but I'm halfway done. I begin to reflect on my life. Okay, and when I, if, if, is what I am doing with my life, is it going to count for all eternity? I, be, I begin to think about preparing for my family, my wife, if I were to pass, or my kids. My papa was asking me the other day, Hey, go through the house and you know, put your name on things that you want. And I was like, man, I don't want to deal with that stuff. We begin to think about those things and life insurance policies and, and this and that. And, and, and that's responsible. That's good. That's, there's no, if you need to get a will, talk to Brother Aldridge. He'll set you up. But also our life should begin to reflect on things beyond just here. We begin to think about eternity and and what it will be like in 100 years from now, 200 years from now. What impact will I make on people? And I, I want us to reflect on that this morning here in these closing thoughts. Look at verse number 16. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 says, For which cause we faint not... But though our outward man what? Perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at things which are what? Seen, but the things which are not seen. God help us. Help us to see. The eternal. Help us to see beyond just this temporal life. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In this upcoming year, may the Lord help us with the eyes of faith to see beyond just this life. And to begin to have those affections and focus on the values of Christ. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Who for the joy, speaking of Christ, that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. God the the Son looked beyond that temporal situation of the cross. He looked at the joy that was set before him. All I'm saying this morning is let's get our eyes off the temporal and The problems and what CNN and Fox News and what I mean. Just, let's look beyond that, Amen. God, what what can we do this year? What if this was it? What if this was the last year? Amen. Well, let's let Christ be in our speech and through our life, and let's have the values that He values, and see beyond this life, and let's live in such a way that, boy, we're going to make it count in 2023. Take your Bibles if you would. Let's just look at this. Look at Colossians chapter number three. Colossians chapter number three. It takes takes such a mental exercise to focus on the things of God. There's so many things in this world that that pull us in to our temporal circumstance. It, It is so difficult to meditate and to contemplate the eternal and the things of God, even for five minutes. Without getting distracted, without thinking about this person and the bills and health issues. But if we can do that, if we can take the time from day to day to really focus on what God wants in our life and begin to look beyond our temporal situations and see the eternal, it will change us. Is hell real to you? Isn't it a real place? And to think that people out there are dying and going there, is it, it, just, it is so hard to get my head wrapped around that. And yet, we need to be thinking about those things. And and sometimes, when we're saved and things are going well, it's easy just to get caught up in that, that moment of just a life of ease. Colossians chapter number 3. Colossians chapter number 3. In verse number 1, Colossians 3, verse number 1. I'm so used to pages turning for five minutes. We have a church filled with just brand new Christians, man. They're, you know, it takes them five minutes to find the book of Colossians. I'm just glad they're turning there, amen? It's a blessing, it's a blessing. Colossians chapter number 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, is that you? Seek those things which what? Are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affections on things what above, not <laughs> not on things on the earth. Amen. That's so hard to do sometimes. Amen. You're planning this next year. You've already got things in your mind that you need to buy and get, and yeah, I mean that's just. But man, the Bible says, "Hey, hey, don't don't get too consumed with that. Let's." Let's invest in some eternal things. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. And at that moment, you're going to be so thankful that you did what you could for Christ. And we got that moment right now to invest in the eternal, to portray Christ to this lost and dying world, to live by faith, these are things that are only temporary that we have the opportunities to do. Once we get to heaven, those opportunities are gone. No longer living by faith. Look at Matthew chapter number 6, and we're going to wrap it up right here. Matthew 6. That's why it's so good just to... I tell all of our young men, you know, when they're getting a, going into a new job, man... Let Christ be made known from the very beginning so that there's none of this, you know, going through work and trying to, you know, be one way and a Christian too and all this. Just let them know that you love the Lord. Amen. You know, put a, put a scripture thing on your desk or, you know, put them on your card. You know why that's so good? I mean, yes, it's good to be a witness, but I'll tell you, it helps us stay accountable. <laughs> Maybe I'm speaking for myself putting scripture on a shirt, on a car, anywhere, or put the name of Jesus on our clothes. Something to help us say, yes, that's who I'm following. That's who I am. No turning back. Amen. Matthew chapter number six. we I, Maybe I've told you before, we have this road where it merges by a Mormon church. And I don't know, it you know, Hawaii is constantly growing, and, and so for the longest time, they had these donkey trails that turned into, you know, uh, a little bit more of an asphalt trail, and then finally, you know, a highway. But still, there are all these single lane roads everywhere. And we got this spot where it merges. And what people do because they're courteous is they stay in the left hand lane until we get to that point. But there are people that will go past 40 cars to get right up to the point where they merge, knowing that these people behind them have been waiting in line for 10, 15 minutes to get to that point themselves. You know what a scripture verse on my car helps me do? I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> Basically to keep a testimony. Amen. I need that. I need that. John or Matthew 6 verse number 19. The Bible says this, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust Doth corrupt. Boy, I'll tell you what. Rust in Hawaii. Everything rusts. Bugs eat everything. Within three months, you've got bugs in your oven, eating all the wiring. I mean, it is ever so present there in Hawaii where rust and things corrupt. Look at what it says here. And where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven. You know, this church has got some treasures in heaven. I mean, look at, look at all these missionary, or you know, these countries represented by the flags that are, you know, missionaries to these countries. That's treasure in heaven on your account. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Nobody can take that away. Satan can't do anything about that. That's the, some of the best investments that you're ever going to make. And man, Thank you for doing that. It goes on to say here, lay up treasures for yourself, treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where the thieves don't break through and steal. Look at verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Patrick of Ireland. I don't like to call him St. Patrick. Patrick of Ireland. He wrote this, and I, I keep this in my Bible as a reminder. Christ with me, Christ before me. Christ behind me, Christ in me. Christ beneath me, Christ above me. Christ on my right, Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down, and Christ when I sit down. Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. This year, my prayer for you and my prayer for myself is that it be more of Christ, less of me, in 2023. Christ in my speech. Christ in my life. Christ in my thinking on those things which are eternal. Just more of Christ, less of me. He must increase, and I must decrease. Um, I want Christ magnified. It's plain and simple. Isn't that simple? But it's a profound thought that we take every day with us as we go out into the world. May Christ be represented in every part of my life. Less of me, more of him. Lord, we just thank you for this time this morning. Help us, Lord, as we examine our life and we know individually those areas where we struggle, those besetting sins, those things that need to be put off. Lord, help us to examine whether it's our speech or our thoughts and the things that we're just wrestling with on a day-to-day basis where Christ does not have the preeminence in. Lord, we ask you for your help and your grace this morning. Help us to recognize those things and and by your power we lay them aside. We ask for Christ to be magnified now in those areas where once we we had the preeminence. Lord, we thank you for the indwelling of the Spirit of God and we pray that he would work through us in a significant way this year. That the lost world may see the hope that we have in Christ. That we would represent him in a in a way that others would be drawn to what's the difference, the change that you've made in our life. And Father, I pray for anybody this morning that's never trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that today would be that day. They would let religion go, their works go, anything apart from simple faith in the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ pray today they would put up that white flag and say i surrender i cannot get there on my own i'm a sinner and i need a savior and i call upon you jesus christ to save me today i pray today would be that day and they would pray something to that effect as christians this morning god we just ask for your help in jesus name we pray amen let's go ahead and stand we're going to sing a song the invitation is really simple this morning more of Christ and less in me. There's areas in your life this morning where you're just, you're wrestling with, and you know what they are. We didn't name them all this morning. The Bible lists out a number of things, but some areas that you need to let go of, that Christ, Christ would have the preeminence in those areas of your life. Your thinking, your speech, your heart, your attitude, ungrateful, or whatever the case may be. Let's let that thing go. Let's let God have His will and His way in our life this morning. Amen? More of Him, less of me. All right, let's sing a song. I right,
1: 267. 267, the light of the world is Jesus. The whole world is lost in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. Like sunshine at noonday, in the light of the world is jesus come to the light is shining for thee sweetly the light has dawned upon me once i was blind
2: Let's bow our heads and be in an attitude and spirit of prayer, if you would, while the instruments play. And let's ask ourselves an important question right now. Did God say something to me about something while this message was being preached, and do I need to take care of it? If the answer is yes, then the time is now. Don't wait. This is an invitation, there's an altar, it's open, you can come, you can do business with God, that's what it's all about. James says we need to be doers of the word, not hearers only. So if God has spoken this morning, let's take the time to get it taken care of, because as Brother Baker mentioned, distractions, distractions happen, and we'll walk out of here with every intention to take care of it when we get home, but it won't happen. Take this holy moment. Take this holy moment and respond to God. Come forward. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. It's not important. Worry about what God thinks. If he spoke to you this morning, you come. Come now. Now is the time, the Bible says. Today is the day. Take care of it. This is the most important part of the service Don't turn away from this holy moment. Let God work in your heart. Just get it taken care of. Take it to Him. Amen. Amen. Some are coming. Some still need to come. A lot of ground covered. A lot of ground covered. God spoke to our hearts this morning. Let's let them work. Let's walk out of here changed. Let's walk out of here changed this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've done. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're doing. We pray through the remainder of this invitation that you'd continue to work in our hearts, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Brother, start from the top again. First verse, please. There we
1: go. The whole was lost in the darkness of sin. The light
2: say that the devil is an identity thief and if he can't get you to parade around openly like a lost person with some other identification he'll just try to keep you quiet so if they don't think you're something else they don't know you're a Christian and uh, I think it's time some of God's people outed themselves just get right out in the open, and yeah, they're going to nitpick your life, and yeah, you're going to demonstrate some hypocrisy. Don't let that stuff stop you, because that's what happens. Well, I can't live a perfect life, so I won't. No, just get out there. By the way, you'll live a much better life when you tell everybody you're a Christian, just like you said with that bumper sticker. <laughs> It'll make you a better driver, but more importantly you'll be outing yourself as a Christian. There's a book someone wrote. I don't know that this is the exact title, but it's pretty close. The One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven. And the book's basically about you can't witness in heaven. This is our chance, folks. And so uh, praise the Lord for that message. That really spoke to me. There were some areas in my life, and uh, we always got to go back somehow because we tend to wander from these things but uh get out there and tell others about christ be an open christian by the way it'll just it'll clean up the way you live it just works that way if we hide under cover of being nothing or somebody else then we can get away with a lot more shenanigans in our own mind but when we're out there in the open there's that conscious thought hey i'm representing jesus christ and that's how it ought to be folks i i love that quote from patrick of ireland um, he gave you about a tenth of it it's a very long quote but uh, he goes on and on and on about just you know he wants to be about Jesus Christ and isn't that what Paul said in Galatians 2:20? I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me in the life which I live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me amen thank you brother Uh, Brother Artie Dean, would you please come on up here and uh, close us in a word of prayer? Pastor Dean's with us here for a few weeks visiting family, and uh, we're going to hear from him next Sunday night. I'm going to have him preach next Sunday night, and uh, we'll look forward to that as well. Brother, would you close us in a word of prayer? All right, yes. All
0: right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that we've heard here this morning. Uh,
2: Lord, even with the Sunday school class that we were able to be in about just, going back to Bethel. And Lord, we just thank you. Help us, dear God, this year in 2023 to just be all about Jesus. For it's in his name we pray, amen.